Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's open our Bibles to John 10.10. If I had the title, this it would be "You Can Believe." You can believe. Um, we're going to be reading quite a bit out of Amplified, just to give you guys a heads up. Okay, let's read John 10.10. The thief does not come. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Okay? So, to the full, till it overflows. So, notice the stark differences in the both. Obvious. One comes that we have life in abundance. The other comes to destroy that life. Okay? So, we're living in a world more than ever now that as, for, you know, for you and I, we have to govern our life by this word. We have to. Because the difference in some places for Christians, you don't know the difference. <laughs> you talk to them, you don't know the difference. And that's sad to me. When I make this statement, I'm referencing every single part and not excluding any part of it. We should have a word life. A life that's governed by the word. Amen. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be Conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so here I am, fresh off the streets, talking bad. <laughs> I mean, not like real bad, but I'm saying some things I shouldn't be saying. And uh, I had to learn the conduct of the kingdom. Amen. Now, sometimes things are allowed to hang around that shouldn't be allowed to hang around. Okay, say, for instance, um, sinuses, sinuses, right? Sinuses are allowed to hang around, but something serious comes to attack your body. And you want to be healed from that. Well, Explain to me how the sinuses are still here, but you want something major to be healed. Are y'all seeing what I'm talking about? Or you, um, you, um, you're in debt, and 
God says bring the tithe and give an offering, but you won't do that. Right? Luke 6. Let's go to Luke 6. Let's go to Luke 6. I'm trying to get ahead of myself. I might better stick to my notes. Let's go to Luke 6. Luke 6, verse 46. See, the world is a sense-ruled place and will be ruled according by their senses. So here we go. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? Next verse. For everyone who comes to me and listens to me, listens to my words, in order to heed their teaching and does them, I will show you what he is like. Next verse. He is like a man building a house who dug and went down deep and laid a foundation upon the rock. And when the flood arose, next verse, the torrent broke against that house and could not shake or move it because it had been securely built or founded upon a rock. Next verse. But he who merely hears and does not practice doing my words is like a man who built his house on the ground without, next verse, a foundation against which the torrent burst and immediately it collapsed and fell. And the breaking and ruin of that house was great. Again, a life should be a word life. So what was this house built on? The rock. So when I entered Pastor Anna's life, my intentions wasn't good. I mean, I saw her come through that gas station. I was looking through that window. My mind was not on getting saved. Okay? But she let me know real quick that her life was founded on the rock. She wasn't, she wasn't having none of that other stuff. Okay? She said, if you want to you wanna, you wanna hang out with me, you got to go to church. So I figured I'd go. Yeah, I figured I'd go. And when I went in, I had brothers greeting me. I had Asians, I had white people, I had black people, I had some people from Africa, all lined up. And then they hugged on me. Like, yo. Like, I mean, all of them. Oh, we're, so, we're glad to see you. Love you, brother. I was like, Anna, what's wrong with them? She's like, they just get, glad to see you. I said, okay. Then we go upstairs to the, to the uh, balcony. And, you know, praise and worship was, uh, you know, it was good off the chain. And uh, then Pastor Caldwell walked out there. I said, See, you didn't tell me it was a white man preaching here. Just how I was brought up. Right? She said, boy, just be quiet and sit down. But, man, when he opened his mouth, when he opened his mouth, that word started working on me. And I was like, hmm, it's okay. Because I was needing what he was giving. What he was proclaiming, I was needing. See, my life didn't have no foundation. I was going whichever way the wind blew. Right? No foundation. Whichever way the wind blew, I was heading that way. Right? But he was ministering the word. And I just kept going back. And then I had the urge to get rid of the drugs. Right? 
What was going on? My mind was starting to be renewed. The word was starting to transform my mind. Right? So I said, she's like, you want to go back? I said, yeah. Because I wanted to go with her, and I wanted to go hear the word. (laughs) And I kept going back. But then I got to the point to where I didn't want no more drugs. And, you know, they were saying, brother, you need to go and... uh, need to go to the, all these places outside the VA. I said, okay. So I went to one, the one they used to have over there off of Wolf Street. And uh, man, I went in there and I came out wanting to go smoke every drug I could find in Little Rock. I told, I told Ann, I said, honey, I ain't going back over there. She said, why? I said, I want to get high. And I said, I know I don't want to, you know, really. I said, but that's how it made me feel. So every time a guy opened the door, that's where I was. I was getting that foundation laid, right? Piling in that word because we live in a drug infested. I mean, you could walk out my front door and get whatever you wanted. Okay? So then I got to the point to where I got a job, a good job. But I couldn't, we only had one car. Her and the kids had to go one way. I had to walk to the bus stop, which means I had to walk out my front door and walk through all of that. I needed the word to keep me. I needed the word for my foundation. Right? So I was like, Lord, what do I do? So I used to watch her in the morning before she go to work in that praise and worship God. I would peek through the, around the corner and just watch what she was doing. And I noticed that the environment would change. And then she'd go off to work. So uh, there was a day when I wasn't working, and I just tried it. And he came. And it, things changed. I just sat there, and I just cried like a baby. Because, one, I didn't know what to do, but I know that something was going on on the inside. Next week, I could walk down that street with boldness, with no fear, Nothing. See, because when he came to visit me, I knew that he was okay with me and how I used to live. Because the way I was brought up, I wasn't taught that. You understand what I'm saying? I was taught that God basically had favorites. But when he came and visited me, I knew he was okay with me and that he would keep me. So I walked through, and they didn't even know who I was. Much money I had spent with them. They didn't even know who I was. And that was good. Right? That was good. So my life was built, became built on, and, and founded on the word. The word was my rock and my foundation. Amen? So Jesus said he came that we might have life and that we might have it abundantly to the overflow. So if you're in a place and you need a move of God or you're facing something that you've been taking a stand on against for some time, then you got to stay in the fight. You got to stay in the fight. Faith must continue. Faith must continue. This is kind of like a shotgun sermon, so y'all stay with me. So let's go to 1 John 5.4. 1 John 5.4. Our faith must continue. 
Kim, if I'm going too fast, that's King James. If I'm going too fast, just tell me to slow down. And I will. For whatsoever is born of God does what? Overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So we wonder why the enemy tries to get us out of our godly character. Because he knows he know we win. Right? So he tries to get us to hear the wrong thing, believe the wrong thing, and say the wrong thing. He tries to get us to hear the wrong thing, believe the wrong thing, and say the wrong thing. Because if we say the wrong thing, it gets in our heart. And the wrong thing in our heart can create an unbelieving heart. Right? So if I say, um, I can confess that and believe that God wants me to prosper financially and believe that he doesn't want me to prosper physically. If that's what I'm listening to and that's what I'm saying. Right? That's not why Jesus came. He's saying he came so we could have it all. Not have one part, and then you not have the other part. Amen? So faith must continue until we see the picture of what we hope for. We have to stay in the fight because it will manifest if it isn't aborted by speaking words that aren't God's words. We can't allow challenges that we see with our natural eyes to govern how we hear, believe, and speak. It's a fair proof formula if we hear, believe, and speak the right words. Amen. So if we allow ourselves to be governed by what we see, then we, that person will begin to speak what they see. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. Evil words that are spoken into their heart, then they don't experience any manifestations, and unbelief or a hardened heart is developed in that area toward God. Amen. Unbelief will say such things as, oh, man, it's okay. I've lived this long with it. Unbelief will say, I got enough for me and mine. Unbelief will say, it's okay as long as I get by today. Or I got just enough. Well, just enough is not enough when there's an opportunity to have more than enough. Amen? Just enough is not enough when there's an opportunity to have more than enough. Right? Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 11, let's go there. He said that he's our good shepherd. And he lays down his life for us. Right? So if he gave his all, John chapter 10, verse 11. So if he gave his all, then we should try to get it all. <laughs> Amen? If he gave his all, we should try to give everything he, he died to give us. It says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. So if a sheep is wounded, the shepherd fixes the wound. Right? Right? 
The sheep is injured, the shepherd cares for him. Is that right? Okay, so let's go back to Luke 6. Go back to Luke 6, please. Jump back over there. In verse 46. And it says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Whoever comes to me. So we got to we got to we got to do something first because he's done it all. So we need something to happen. We got to go to him, which is the word. We got to go to the word. Right. We go to the word. And then he says, and here's my words and then does them. Notice all this is action. None of this is sitting around waiting on God to do something. All of this is action on our part. Okay? So our life should emulate the word. A word life should be our continual pursuit. Complacency and just enough are not enough. There has to be a doing of the word because it helps quiet the flesh when it's screaming and it wants its way. (laughs) The rock is the word, and the foundation of our life should be based on that. Notice the word is the reason for stability in this person's life. The word is the stability in this person's life. The word is faithful. The word is sure. The word is true. The word is safe. The word is strong. The word is protection. The word is a deliverer. The word is a keeper. These are all just a few reasons and advantages that we have when we hear, believe, and speak the word. Amen. Let's go to Psalms 23 and verse 1. Praise God. Psalms 23 verse 1. It reads, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Amplified says, the Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. So if we're allowing Jesus to be our shepherd, we're, we're in need of nothing. We're not settling for anything. Amen? Our words are lining up with what he says. We're going to him, we're hearing him, and we're doing what he asked us to do. That's a life that's built on the, and has a foundation on the word. That's a life that's not easily blown in any direction. That's a life that's not going to fall for just anything that comes along. Because there's a lot of stuff going on out there. Right. Say, for instance, um, I was listening to some stuff. Um, it wasn't nothing harmful. It was just news. And. Um, yeah, just news, but exactly. And. Holy Spirit said. Don't listen to that. I said, OK. I changed it. 
Because if, if I'm honest with you, I, I had a little resentment building up in my heart. That's when I got Facebook. I had a little resentment building up in my heart. But what does it say? He'll feed me, he'll guide me, and he'll shield me. So he said, son, turn the news off. <laughs> so I turned the news off. So my, I'm still in love. Amen? So it's not always like a, something big. It's always something small. It can be something small. Amen? And unbelief will start off small. But it'll grow. Just like I was talking about the sinus infection, and then you want a person who might want healing for cancer. But do you believe God couldn't heal you from the sinus infection, but you want him to heal you from cancer? How does that line up? See, if we do what Jesus said about getting delivered from the sinus infection, if something else comes along that's bigger, it's the same thing. The formula is the same. Amen? Uh, let's, um, so Jesus is our good shepherd, and he gave his life for us so that we may live. Amen? We have to come to a place of believing where we wholly walk, and conduct our life in agreement with his sacrifice. Amen? So in the life of a believer, and I said this, I'm just going to say it again, um, sometimes things don't seem to be life-threatening or maybe a challenge that they can, you know, that they, maybe they can get by or that is tolerated. The danger of this is, is that that person isn't believing. If you're not believing, for a Christian not to believe, they ain't living. Amen? A believer believes. Mark 9.23 says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Put that up there, please. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. So we ought to believe God for everything <laughs> because what we need to live on this earth is in the kingdom. We have to get more discipline at refusing the little things because they will grow. Amen? Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. That's the reason unbelief is dangerous. Okay? For us to see anything, we have to believe for it. Amen? Okay. So, what can stop an abundant overflow life? Let's go to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. We can't just let these little things that we've been getting by with continue to hang around. Amen? Because life is going to continually challenge us. So I want to deal with the small stuff before, if anything else comes along, right? Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say next unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Okay, so what if the mountain is not moving? It's moving. It didn't get there overnight. It didn't grow to a mountain overnight, but it's moving because the word said it's moving, right? From the inside out. I remember, um, 
I had $22,000 worth of student loan debt. And uh, I was confessing, I know for a year. And uh, one morning, I was looking at that debt, and it just looked different. And I knew something was different about it, but I went on through my, you know, my confessions as usual. And the bill came in, and it was around Christmas time, and I wanted to get my kids something, so I just said I was going to call them and tell them I didn't want to pay it. Just push it back a month. So he said, okay, I need to send you some paperwork. For you to sign, it'll be fine, because I was never late. So he sent the paperwork, and I was just going to sign, and then I was like, let me read it. I heard my wife's voice. She said, yeah, I never read things. So I said, let me, let me read it. And I read it, and I saw something down there that said, if you're a veteran, you qualify for I said, hmm. I said, I believe I received that, and I signed and sent it back. So he called me and uh, said, uh, you've been making all these payments, and you weren't supposed to. I said, what you say? He said, yeah. So I said, so I get all that money back? He said, no, you're not going to get all of it back, but you're going to get quite a bit back. So I said, okay. I told my wife, and I was shouting about it. It hadn't even came yet. I was shouting. And uh, so I was in the shower one day. And we get ready to go somewhere, and she came. She said, hey, you know, you got this in the mail? And we shouted about it and asked the Lord what he wanted us to do with it. You know, we tithed and gave an offering off of it. But it, the word works. There was a mountain of debt, right? In a year's time, just gone by doing what he asked us to do in the word. The word works. Amen. We just have to continue in the faith. We can't allow stuff just to hang around. I'm working on getting rid of some stuff. Because what, 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 what Pastor Philip and Pastor Michelle do is stretch you and push you to do better. Amen? And uh, we got to do better. Right? We got people that are coming that are going to need to know how to get what we get, what we got and live how we live. Amen. They're going to have to be taught. So I want to be able to teach them. Amen. I want to be able to teach them. So I'm not going to allow anything that, that's, <laughs> to hang around that's going to hinder that. Okay. So unbelief is, here's just a definition, is believing something other than the word of God. And what he has to say about the situation you're facing. Okay, so someone can believe Jesus was raised from the dead and believe he's the Lord and that he's coming soon. But that person doesn't believe that what Jesus said or. And is operating in unbelief. They didn't they believe in him, but they don't believe what he says. The word calls this an evil heart. Or a hardened heart. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Let's go there. I ain't calling you evil. (laughs) I am not. But like I said, we got to believe and and walk in all the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. He didn't halfway uh, deliver us. He delivered us from everything. Every bit of the curse. And we can't self-inflict ourselves with with evil words that grow crosswise with what he's saying. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. And it says, be, att- 
Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. The Amplified reads this way. Let me read to you in the Amplified real quick. These devices got a mind of their own. It says, therefore, beware, brethren, take care, lest there be any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart which refuses, listen to these words, refuses to cleave to, trust in, and rely on him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from living God. An unbelieving heart. An unbelieving heart can cause a person not to cleave, not to trust, and rely on God. An unbelieving heart can cause a person to turn away from God. That's strong. An unbelieving heart, an evil heart. But man, I've been believing for a long time. Continue in the faith. Faith must continue. Right? It's not God. Right? Malachi 3.6 says that I am the Lord. I do not change. Titus 1.2 says, which in the Amplified says, which the ever truthful God who cannot lie. He don't even know how to lie. We have to continue in the faith. And again, it's very important for us to believe because in Mark 9, 23, it tells us that all things are possible to him or her that believeth. This is where God wants us to live, in a place where all is possible through him and him alone. This is what sets us apart from the world. So we, un we, we overcome unbelief by changing or adjusting our attitude about the word. Well, what do you mean? Well, it's simple. You just settle that all the word is true. The word is it. If, the, if it's not matching up with the word, then I'm going with the word. Amen? The word is it. This is how I live. If it's not matching up with the word, I'm going with the word. Make it first place, between place, and in place. <laughs> it's, it's how we live, right? Go to the word, believe the word, and speak the word, and receive from the word. Amen? So we go to the word, believe the word, and speak the word, and receive the word. Okay? And most times it's just, it's just that we need to meditate on it a little bit. I heard... Um, Prophet Ford, he came here one time, he talked about reaping your harvest of financial blessings. He said, a lot of times people miss it on the meditation side. Nobody want to meditate on it. Nobody want to spend any time getting the word in them and letting it grow and getting the root. That's all it is with this other stuff. Just have to meditate on it and what the word really says about it to the point to where you see it. You, I mean, you literally see it with your, with your uh, spiritual eyes. Amen? So let's go ahead and let's stand to our feet.
Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord, for the season that we're in. A season of overflow, Lord, a season of blessings, a season of more than enough. Thank you, Father, that you're everything that you said you would be to us. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for the good time that we're going to have with our loved ones, Lord, loving on them, eating good, giving out gifts, Lord, and receiving gifts. But you're the greater gift. You're the gift of all gifts, and we're thankful for you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Hallelujah.